0: Romans chapter 5 verse 8, I'm going to be real quick, if you haven't say, mm-hmm, now some you, you got to say it with some soul, come on, give me some soul here, give me a, mm-hmm. mm-hmm, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In that while we were yet sinners, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Before you're seated, shake your neighbor's hand and tell them you did nothing. Then you may be seated. Praise the Lord. I know my men's home's going to help me right now. How many love football? How many, like, you would say, you know what? At one time in my life, I think I could have played pro football. Anybody? (laughs) A few of you? All right. Now, how many of you say, and be honest, even though you probably have no skill whatsoever to get on that professional field, you still watch the TV and you get so upset? They're like, no, why did you? I would have never ran that way. Of course you would have never ran that way because you would have never gotten on the field to run. Amen. Just tell the truth, right? But yet we still look at the TV and we're like, come on. Oh, man, oh, we, why would you do that? Still get upset. So right here, right now, for those of you that you're visiting with us for the first time, and you're saying, you know what, Pastor, I don't really know anybody here. I don't know that much. I, but you know what, I'd like to be a part. I'm going to give you an opportunity to be a part. Can I get the football? Give me the football. Go ahead and throw it to me. Just I, I can catch it. Odell Beckham. All right, there we go. Odell Pineda Jr. All right. Okay. You're going to have to move it over, over this way. Get away from the projector. Get away from the, all right, there we go. Now, I've got a tire and I've got a football. And I've also got $100. Tire football, $100. Now, for those of you that are visiting with us and you're saying, well, you know what, I I don't really uh, know that many people, but I would still love to win $100. This is all you got to do. You got to throw this football from here through that tire. That's all you got to do. Throw this football from here through that tire. Now, for those of you that say, you know what, this is my first time here. Now, I don't want to embarrass you, but at the same time, if I was visiting somewhere for the very first time and I had an opportunity to win $100, uh, I'm standing. All right. So I'm going to give the newcomers a first, first time. If you are here for the first time and you would like to try an opportunity to throw that ball through the hoop. Uh, right All right. C- come on over here. Come on over here. All right. Hold on. I want $100 right now. Okay. Uh, What's your name and where are you from? My name's Alexis. I'm from Southern California. Where at in Southern California? Uh, Rancho Cucamonga. Rancho Cucamonga. All right. All right. We know that area pretty well uh, over there. Awesome. And uh, so you're here. Who brought you to church? My roommate and friend, Victoria. All right, Victoria, awesome Cal State, all right Cal State East Bay, well we call it Cal State Hayward, that's what we got just... so this, uh, what was your name one more time? Alexis. Alexis, okay Alexis, this is all you have to do, Alexis you gotta take this ball from this spot, you can't run up the stairs and go over there and put it through the hoop from this spot and take it and throw it through that tire do you think you could do that? I, I think you guys. it. Yeah, how many think she could do that? How many thinks you could do that? All right. Do you, do you need a stretch or anything? Or you ready. Okay. Zumba. All right. We can do that. We can do that. That's good. Okay. Here we go. How many think she could do it? All right, Alexis. This is your hour. This is your moment. This is that moment you've been waiting for all your life. You've been dreaming about it. If I ever had a chance in front of people, here you go. Okay, Alexis, go for it. Right there. You can, you can move a little bit if you have to. All right. Go ahead. Whenever you're ready. On the count of three. One, two, three. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. Should we give her one more shot? Okay. Come up a little closer. Come up a little closer. Go ahead, hermano. Right here. I, I know it's not a soccer ball. I know. I understand. I get it. He's all, hey. Like, hey. All right. Okay. One more try. One more try. I think, I think you can get this. I think you can get it. Okay. Right here. One more try. Come on. Give it up for Alexis right here. One, two, three. Oh. It's all right, Alexis. Give her a hand. Come over here, Alexis. Come 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 up here, Alexis. Come up here, Alexis. Come on up here. How many think she did good? Yeah. Is she do good? Okay. All right. Here you go, Alexis. That's yours right there. Go ahead. You can make a make make way down. All right. She's a college student. Amen. This is, it goes a long way. You can put the tire down. That's it. That's good. That's good. All right. Now, for those of you that are here, you're saying, well, she didn't make it. She didn't put it through the hoop. She was supposed to put it through the hoop. Actually, I'm the one with the money, not you. So I get to determine what I do with that. And so before she even came up here, a matter of fact, before I even knew who was going to do it, I had determined I was going to give the money to somebody. How I give it, that's my choice, not yours. What I do with it, that's my choice, it's not yours. See, what you and I need to understand is that what you and I did was nothing. God gave you the gift of salvation because He wanted to. It wasn't your choice. You didn't do anything to earn it, He gave it to you. You did nothing. The Bible says why we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, what you and I must understand here this morning is that a lot of times we think, if I go to church and I be a good person, God will then bless me. That's not how it works. God wants to bless you because he had already determined he wanted to bless you. He loves you no matter what. You don't have to do anything. He loves you. Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord a hand of praise. See, in Romans chapter 5, we see a few things here is that Christ died for us. Christ loved us, and even while in our sinful state, he still died for us. And what you and I must understand is that God had always determined his love for you no matter what you've done. I mean, can you imagine? Because I know a lot of people a lot of times think, well, I'll go to church when I get right, when I get my life right. You know what that's saying? That's turning around the scriptures to to kind of say like this. For God so loved the world that when I got my life together and I got my life straightened out, that he would give his only son. That's not what the Bible says. For God so loved the world that he. You didn't have to do anything. Even though you saw Alexis come up here and you're in your mind, you're like, okay, come on, girl, get it in that tire. You got to get that $100. See, you didn't even know I was going to give it to her no matter what. Had nothing to do with if she could throw it through there. Had nothing to do with that. I was going to give it to her. See, you and I must understand that we think, well, I got to come to Christ looking good. No. Even while you were in a sinful state, dead in your sins, feeling, looking, seeing ugliness, God still died for you. He loves you no matter what. Now, for those of you that are here this morning, you're saying, well, I knew this stuff. I, I've been saved for a while. Some of you, you need a, refresher, a refreshing course on God's love for you. Because a lot of times we think, well, I got to keep coming to church. I got to keep coming to church. Remember, God loves you whether you come into a building or not. Why? Because you are the church. He's already married to you. You're the bride. He is the groom. He doesn't divorce because you can't throw a ball through a hoop. Are you hearing me this morning? God loves you no matter what. Can I hear an amen? Come on, can I hear an amen? See, what we must realize is that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. If we're honest, all of us have thrown a short ball through a long hoop. None of us have been able to do that. And what you and I must understand is that it's not just for the good people. God loves all of us. Now, let me ask you even this question. When did God start loving you? Was it when you surrendered your life to Christ? When you raised your hand and you went forward and you, you said, okay, now I'm going to say the, the sinner's prayer. When you said the sinner's prayer, all of a sudden God goes, oh, look how sweet. You know, now, now they're genuine. Now they mean it. Now I'm going to love them. No, by all means, not at all. God died for you. And loved you even while you were ungodly, even while you were a sinner. See, God didn't die for you because of the potential that you thought you had, God died for you because He loves you no matter what you've had. See, you and I have to look in the mirror and remind ourselves every day we got potential. You can do this. You can make it. Don't worry about what's around you. You got this. But God loves you even whether you look in the mirror and you see goodness or not. He loves you. Can I hear an amen? Amen. See, Christ died to save us, not from our sins, but while we're from our sins, excuse me, not in our sins, but from our sins. God loves us then and he loves us even now. Now, what you and I must understand, that as we look at these portions of Scripture, and even a good verse to look at in Romans chapter 3, verse 3, a lot of times people begin to argue and say, well, we're not sinners anymore. And that is a, a, a fine point, but in Romans chapter 3, verse 3, it talks about, and it says that those who sin in the case in the sin of unbelief will not nullify the faithfulness of God. In other words, you can't make God stop loving you. You can't make him stop loving you. Years ago, uh, when I was a, a, a kid, I must have been, I don't know, about maybe 9, 10 years old. I have two little sisters, and one is here with me here right now. My sister Valentina, uh, she is uh, 30 years old. About five foot eight, loves long walks uh, to the Oakland Coliseum. Um, and she's beautiful, gorgeous, beautiful. Loves the Lord, gives her tithes. She's one of the greatest cooks by paying for el taco, el pollo loco. So you can. When I was about nine years old, my sister Val, she was probably about four, and my sister Val went through this phase where we would just do things, and when she didn't feel a part, she would get up from wherever she was at, and she goes, nobody loves me. Nobody loves me. Now, don't laugh because some of you did the same thing. Matter of fact, some of you are still doing the same thing. And she would go, nobody loves me, nobody loves me, nobody loves me. And we would look and go, what are you talking about? And I remember my father is what he would do. I would go, nobody loves me because, you know, they took the the plate or took the the, the ball, took the, you know, whatever was in front of her, playing with a a toy, took it. And my dad would go, Val, didn't we just go to Wendy's? And she would go, well, you love me, but not everybody else. And so a lot of times, even for us, that you and I must understand is that we think God loves the Christians and the Christians only. And that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Because a lot of times we will associate going into a belief system with God's love system. And that's not how it works. God loves you in His system, and His system includes everybody so you may be here this morning and say, "Well, nobody loves me. Nobody calls me. Nobody texts me. Nobody cares." You know, got all these life groups, but they don't call me. And that's how. I how come they don't do this and they don't do that? How come they? Don't? And you may feel unloved, but I want you to know something: God loves you, even though you and I are unlovable. He still loves you, even though you may be having that feeling. And well, you know what? And I don't want this. And I don't want that. Look, God still loves you. No matter what, no matter how you feel. Now, you, uh, uh, us, we're humans, and we have certain ways of expressing love, but you and I must understand that God's love has always loved you, and he expressed it by dying on the cross, even while you were still in that ungodly state. Even while you and I were messed up, he still loved you. Can I hear an amen? amen. See, what, what we, we must understand, because a lot of times, growing up, we used to sing this song at, Christ, at Christmas time. And we would say, you know, you know, better watch out. You better not cry. You know, better watch something, something. I'm telling you why. I don't even remember it all. But Santa Claus is coming today. He knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been better, good, so be. And so even a lot of times we use that as a as a phrase. Ah, for goodness sake. For goodness sake. And so a lot of times what we will do is we will associate Santa Claus as Jesus Claus. And so we associate, well, if I'm good, he will give me my gifts. But you and I must understand, no, 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 he already gave you the gift. Why? Because he already died for goodness sake. See, are, are you guys understanding me here? See, this is very, very important that you and I must understand is that God is not Santa Claus. Jesus is not Santa Claus. He died for you even while you were a sinner, even though you were all messed up, even though you wanted nothing to do with him, even though you pushed him away, even though you try to rationalize everything and you say, well, I'll, I'll wait till somebody comes and put a hug around me. No, even right there in that state, God still loved you. He loved you then and he loves you now and he's going to love you tomorrow. If you love that, he loves you. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. He loves you. I close with this. The Bible says in Luke chapter 15, it says that there is a, a lost coin, a lost sheep, and a lost son. The lost son, what we call in Christianity, is the prodigal son. The prodigal son has to do with the son who wanted what he felt was his, and the father gave it to him. And you, when you read the portion of Scripture, the Bible says that the son went out and as he went out, he squandered all the inheritance, the wealth, the money, the finances that he had, and he squandered it on reckless living, the Bible says. And so when he went out and squandered it, he came back. And he came back humble. He came back with a totally different perspective. Now, see, you and I in today's state, we would look at that, and we'd go, well, that's his fault. He done messed up. That's, well, he should have never spent it on all that stuff. But the Bible says that the father was there and he saw his son and he left his place to go to where he was at. And when he went to where he was at, this is very important. This is the part that really got to me. The father says, let's celebrate. Let's do all this stuff. For my son that was lost is now found. But catch this. He says, my son that was dead is alive. Now, if we think about that, say, wait, 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 wait a second, did he die? He really didn't die. But have you ever heard that phrase? Which we actually heard it from a, a movie, big movie phrase. Ah, he's dead to me. You're dead to me. The dead. Ah, you're dead. No, don't. And so sometimes we adapt that same thinking when people wrong us. Are dead to me. You're dead to me. No. See, what you and I must understand is that while we were in our ungodly state. We have felt dead to Christ. Why? Because we were dead in sin. We were dead to the law. Right? We were dead. We were dead, dead, gone. But what I love about this portion of Scripture in Luke chapter 15, and in your own time, you can read it there. What you and I, must understand is that according to the law especially nowadays if you're watching all this new stuff it's all about the laws now the law this and law that everybody's getting real technical right technical with no well the law says this the law says that and the the order of this the order of that when you read in Luke chapter 15 according to the law actually the father should have never let him step foot back on any piece of the property and if he wanted to he could have allowed anybody that felt the unjust and, and the wrongdoing of the household to the father, that if the father wanted to, he could have told other people in the village, stone my son, and it would have been perfectly legal, according to the law. So in the law, in the state of the law, you and I have wronged the government, wronged the law, wronged the city for so long. And justly so, matter of fact, some of you, you should be locked up for a very, very long time. Now, that's according to this government according to even this government, the Bible, according to this, the law states that if any person is dead in their sins, in their unrighteousness, in their filth, they have been uh, sent to a place where there will be a weeping and gnashing of teeth. Where, as a matter of fact, there's going to be so much pain, you're going to want to die again, and you can't. According to the law, right? According to the law. You, you sinned against God. You did wrong against God. You blaspheming God. You told God, I don't want nothing to do with you. You and I did that. But then all of a sudden, here comes this verse and says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for you. So what does that mean? That means that all of a sudden, he changed the law. He changed the whole thing. He says, okay, I know the law states that. So I'm going to fulfill my law by putting a sacrifice in their place. So then all of a sudden, no matter what you've done, this is very important. Again, this is for those of you, you've been saved a while. You need a refresher, refresher's course. Because we think, well, I got to keep working it. I got to keep earning it. I got to keep earning it. I got to no, you don't have to earn it. Christ died while you were a sinner." So even though you messed up, even before you walked into these doors, God was always going to give you a gift, no matter what. He always had it for you. Well, I got to, you know, I got I to earn it. I got to, see, a lot of times we come into church and we think, well, I got to look good to the pastors. I got to look good to the leaders. I got to look good to these people. So we try to put on a certain way, a, a, a front, if you will, that we have on the outside and say, okay, I want to look good on the outside, but what you're missing is that you're still dead on the inside. Dead to sin, dead to law. So what you and I must understand is that no matter what you've done and no matter what you could do, Christ still died for you. He still died for you. And so because of that, then this is my favorite part of the verse. He says, my son that was dead is now alive. Oh, that's the best part. See, what you and I must understand is that no matter what you've done, no matter what state you've been in, Christ had already died so that you can live. He died so that you can he died so that your marriage can live he died so that your finances can live. He died so that your family can live. He died so that your spirit will be resurrected. See, some of you right now, you're in this state and you're in this church, but you're not feeling the spirit of the church. What you and I must understand is that there is a spirit of being alive in this place. I know that you've been going to work and they've been putting you down. I know you've been talking to your family and they've been pushing you out. I know everyone else has been saying, you're no good, you're nothing, you ain't never gonna be anything, you're ungodly, you're all messed up. Man, if the church only knew your state, if the church only knew what was going on in your house man they wouldn't accept you what you need to understand that it's not about this church God already loves you God already died for you no matter what you've going through no matter what you've gone through God loves you he loves you he loves you he loves you you. I can't express that enough it's a simple message but man the simplicity of the gospel is powerful it's powerful God loves you Don't try to earn it by saying, well, man, I need to be a leader. No, you don't have to be a leader in this church. You're already a leader. Like Pastor Darrell was saying, you got to realize you're a leader and then develop that. Realize, no. The apostle Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Let the light shine no matter where you go. The love of Christ, he loves you. Listen, my friend, if you're here and you're visiting with us, and I know a lot of times uh, uh, many people that visit different churches and they they go to different places and they say, well, I feel this in this church and I feel that in that church. And I I understand that. I love that because my my thing is that you should feel Christ in every church. If you feel Christ in that church, then that's a godly church. If they are teaching the word of God, if they're loving you like the way God had intended, that's a godly church. That's what you want. But what's very important And loving God is that you connect with God's loving people. You gotta connect with them. If you were alive in Christ, see, He came and He said, Let's throw a celebration for somebody who was dead is now alive. I want everybody to feel that same joy that I'm feeling. I want everybody, see, that's why every Sunday we come to church, because we want everybody to feel that same joy that he feels, Every service should be a little bit of heaven. Just a little bit. We're not perfect, but just a little bit of heaven. Can I get just a little fraction of forever? Can I get just a little bit? Just a little bit. And so every Sunday we come together because Christ already died for us. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to put on a tie for it. You don't have to put on your best dress for it. You don't have to do that. But because... I am now alive, I like to do that. See, there's a difference, it just changes. But I want you to know here this morning that God loves you no matter what. No matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've done, or no matter what you haven't done, God loves you. While you were a sinner, while I was a sinner, Christ died for us. In the ungodly state, in the messed up state, we are now alive in Christ. Can I hear an amen? Amen. What you and I must understand, as they come to the keyboard here this morning, what you and I must understand is that owing to the power and the grace of God and the great reason here was for his joy. And as there is for everyone that is quickened by the Spirit of God, for such shall never enter into condemnation nor die again, but shall live and reign with Christ forever. For those of us, that understand we are now alive in Christ. You're not dead anymore. There is no more condemnation. No more. If you're feeling that, you need to get that alive in Christ back again. You're feeling, oh man, I'm I'm messed up. People are gonna know my state. People are gonna know what I've done. People are gonna look it. If we could just be honest for a quick second, actually, we don't care what you did. It doesn't matter really doesn't matter nah. but you don't know what I've done yeah you're right I have no idea what you've done but I don't want to we're not here to celebrate your failures we're here to celebrate that you're alive that's it you're alive in Christ therefore if any man be in Christ he is a so you know what that means let's have a new party every time let's celebrate again oh but I meant it's okay let's celebrate again Oh, but you don't have to. Okay, I don't have to understand. Let's celebrate again. Let's do it. Well, I went out there. I was in the pig's pen. and that's perfectly fine. We got a Super Soul Sunday. Let's celebrate again. Let's celebrate. That's what it's all about. Celebrating Jesus and the fact that he's alive inside of you. For those of you here this morning, that you're you're just, you feel in a state that, man, I'm I'm just, I'm too messed up. I, I can't do this. This is just not me. I want to let you know that God loves you right where you're at. Right where you're at, Christ died for you. Simple message. Simple message. Refresh this course for some and for many of you, an eye-opening realization that God loves you no matter what. No matter what, God loves you. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work hard for it. He gave it to you. That's your salvation. That's yours. Don't try to put on the front for it. Don't try to tell people everything's all good. No. I was dead. Just admit that you were dead. Don't try to reason how awesomely dead you were. Oh, but I, you know, I was all I was a messed up drug addict, but I was a good one. You were a dead one. Shut up. Dead is dead. Don't try to, don't try to put makeup on something that was all good good and gone, it's dead you're not going to see it no more, you shouldn't want to resurrect that, let God resurrect himself inside of you he died for you already, you don't have to do it you don't have to do it God did it for you he loves you he loves you he loves you he loves you he lo- I'm trying to get this inside of you because the world, uh, see you go into a world that hates you, you forget that God loves you sometimes, he loves you he lo- you go to a boss that just gets on you and you think, man, my boss hates me. I don't even know why this coworker God loves you. God loves you. Some of you guys go see your family members and they're like, man, I don't even want to be around because they hate me. It's okay. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Man, every time I go around that world, they just give me dirty looks. They hate me. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. God loves you. He loves you. You didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to earn it. You didn't have to throw a ball through a hoop. God loves you no matter what. While you were a sinner, Christ died for you. He loves you. He did it all for you. You don't have to do it anymore. You don't have to work for it anymore. It is yours. Just begin to embrace God's love. Embrace his love. Take a hold of his love. Love him for who he is, not for the church, not for this, but for who he is. He loves you. He loves you. Come on, stand with me here this morning. Give the Lord and a hand of prayer.